quality over quantity in all ways, always. Would you rather have one amazing piece of art on your wall or 10 prints from the Walmart down the street? Would you rather have one great photograph taken of yourself or a dozen that are just okay? Would you rather have six tasty free-range eggs in your fridge or a dozen of the cheaper eggs that have a little bit less flavor? Hello, and welcome to episode number 12 of Contemplative Creative, an audio podcast that tackles the deeper issues of today's creative landscape and living in a modern world. The goal, uncovering insights to live more intentional lives as creative professionals and hobbyists, or even just as responsible human beings looking to live a life of meaning. My name is David Quiring, and I will be your host. Quality is important. Of this, there is no doubt. But it almost always comes at a cost. It takes more time, more energy, more money, and more skill to create something of quality than to conversely cut corners in order to save time, save energy, save money, and in turn produce more. A service or product is the sum of these factors. So in a sense, the quantified output you are capable of is directly related to the quality of that output. Let me illustrate this with an example. You're looking to build a website for your brand. You have a couple of options. First, you could hire a software developer to share your business strategy with so that they are able to take who you are and build a web presence specifically for you. This is a high quality custom approach to engaging and growing your audience, whatever it is you are trying to communicate to them. Conversely, you could opt for one of the near-free automated website services now available. Going this route, it's as simple as entering your basic information into a form and hitting the publish button. This second choice costs a lot less, but the result is also cheaper, harder to modify, and less personalized. The difference in cost lies in the time spent creating a result that is an extension of the client's vision. It's not that the developer is necessarily charging more for their service. It's that they're putting in more work to give you better service and a better product in the end. Is this worth the cost? Well, the results of the choice between these two extreme examples affects your future brand perception, growth, and efficacy at communicating what you want to communicate. Every situation is different but you should at least be aware of the future repercussions either choice will hold. For people just starting out, it can be hard to accept the additional cost of the higher quality approach. But is a generic solution better than nothing? I would argue having a bad web presence is worse than having no web presence at all. Your brand is only as good as the lowest quality image that it puts forward. And if that happens to be your website, well, you're lowering the perception of your brand in other areas as well. 
We are faced with decisions like this every day, from choosing which groceries to buy at the store down the street to choosing who to hire and work with. In all of these things, there has to be a balance between quality and quantity. Too much of one means there will be less of the other, and we need to understand that this is a direct relationship. These days, society generally seems to be very focused on output quantity. Cheaper is better. More is better. The idea that something is good enough reigns. To achieve quantity above all else, one must lower their prices, and in doing so, lower one's costs to balance out expenses and still achieve profit. In a competitive world, though, this inevitably becomes a race to the bottom with competitors building their businesses on the same premise. The bottom, in this case, is a point where the price point cannot be lowered, and everyone is struggling to make ends meet because of compromises taken along the way. This is not a joyful way to do business, yet so many of us enter the battleground at this low level. This race is a common one in all industries these days, and it's driven in large part by the principal demand of customers, lower prices. As we talked about on the last episode, episode number 11 on intrinsic value, there are values beyond that price. However, to an uneducated consumer, they may not be able to recognize those values that come with a little bit of necessary additional cost in the price tag. A little bit of education is usually required to show them the value of a service or product. This is two-sided, though. On the consumer side of things, responsible consumers would be wise to do prerequisite research to ensuring that they feel satisfied on the other side of a deal. Knowledge is at our fingertips. Do your research and make the best decisions you can in both creation and consumption. For the more complicated decisions that come your way, perhaps the best thing you can do is to hire a professional to help make those decisions for you. Bear in mind, however, that in almost everything, you get what you pay for. Personally, I see this fixation on quantity and cost as very short-sighted. I believe there needs to be more conscious consideration of quality, and so the mantra I've come to live by is quality over quantity, in all ways, always. I try to take pride in everything that I do, in my personal development, in my relationships, and in my work. If I do something that I'm not proud of, then I'm not doing it right. This is okay in itself as long as I don't accept it as normal, but if this becomes normalized, then the satisfaction of doing good work disappears. We all will fall into this once in a while as we dance with the push and pull of relationships in life and work. And simply noticing this disappearance of pride is a good thing in itself. Think of it as an internal alert, an indication, if you will, that there is something in front of you with the potential for improvement. Once you notice, you just need to do some investigative work within yourself to figure out how to actually make those improvements. I mentioned that focusing on quantity over quality is short-sighted. And what I mean by this is that goods and services created with this purpose tend to be disposable. 
In the moment, it may seem like you're protecting the balance of your bank account, but if what you've paid for becomes unusable, you need to replace it or take a loss. Something that in the long view might not be so great for that bank account. There are consequences to our decisions, and when we take the long view, it might be worth doing it properly the first time around. The other day, I was chatting with a friend and fellow photographer about teaching beginners the craft. People new to photography have a lot of big decisions to make in building their working gear kit. These tough decisions are particularly difficult to make when they don't yet have the knowledge and experience to clearly understand the consequences of their decisions. In his teaching role, my friend has come up with a motto that he sticks by. Buy once, cry once. With certain things, you certainly get what you pay for. One of these things is a tripod, for example. You can't really get a decent set of legs for under $400, but this is a lot of money to a beginning photographer, so they often instinctively opt for a more flimsy $100 option. Inevitably, this cheaper tripod fails to perform at holding their heavy cameras steadily, so they either suck up the loss and step up to that $400 one, or try another cheaper one at the $200 level. Either way, they eventually end up at the $400 product that they really do need to make the photographs they envision. At this point, the new photographer has bought several tripods instead of just buying the proper one from the get-go. Yes, it's a lot of money up front and you might cry a little in handing it over, but at least once you have it, you have a piece of gear that you will use for decades and will allow you to do your work better. And so, my friend's advice rings true. Buy once, cry once. Most people have to learn this the hard way, though, despite well-intentioned counsel. In the past three years, I've been working in the freelancing world, and this has been all too apparent across the fields in which I work. Computer science, photography, multimedia and design... I cannot tell you how many people have come to me with their low-quality first efforts when they reach that point where they want to scale up. But bad code, <laughs> out-of-focus photographs, and hacked-together low-resolution logos cannot simply be enhanced like some television show magic would have you believe. Low-quality stuff usually doesn't scale up and it has to be thrown out in order to build a solid foundation for something of higher quality to replace it. Higher quality stuff can be reused, in a lot of cases because the creator behind it follows principles anticipating for its reuse. These are important skills taught at the higher education level, yet ones that are often missed when people go the self-learning route in the same fields. At least initially, they do learn it the hard way usually, but that comes with experience. People don't like to be told that they made bad choices in the past and will have to start from scratch in order to move forward. Some clients who take this personally tend to walk away and make the same mistake again. Other clients admit to the repercussions of their and their associates' past decisions. They suck up the wasted time and money as a lesson learned 
and they do it right the second time. Perhaps this is why I see first-time business folks struggling with this lesson the most. Learn from your mistakes, folks. Don't stubbornly pretend they don't exist. Your future work will be better for it. What I wish I could encourage people to do more of, particularly people new to independent business, is to take the time, energy, and money to do it right the first time. Taking the long view is in a sense committing yourself to what you're doing and giving it the best chance of success. Every decision you make has its consequences in your life, in the lives of others you're connected to, and the people they're connected to. In other words, you are not isolated, and your decisions have ripple effects throughout society. With this in mind, we should be mindful of the ripples our actions make. Yes, you cannot predict the future with certainty, and you will certainly have to adapt to the infinite variables constantly changing around you. But that is no reason to stick your head in the sand and then throw your hands up when you hit an obstacle. An obstacle you could have avoided. (laughs) An obstacle you could have seen if you had bothered to look up. At the end of every invoice I send out, I write my personal mantra. Quality over quantity in all ways, always. These are words I live by in my life and in my work. And they're also words I want to share with others. Sometimes I do get sucked in by the demands of clients, to the point where too much compromise to quality has happened. With choice after choice, it slowly slips. But every time I notice, I try to come back to this mantra and remember that doing good work is tied to the feeling of pride in the quality of one's output and bring that back into the work itself. Following this saying closely means that I choose less clients to work with and spend more time with each of them than other competitors might in the same situation. Yes, this means my prices have to be a bit higher than the competition at the bottom end in order to bring in enough money to support my work. But the quality of my work speaks for itself, and my clients tend to be much more loyal than others. If you do a better job than a customer expects, you tend to earn their elusive loyalty. This is an incredibly valuable thing. Not only is it easier to keep a customer than to get a new one, Word of mouth is the best advertising there is. Choose to do great work. It may feel like an uphill battle at first, but in the long run you will be much happier and successful for it. In it, I truly believe you will find sustainability and satisfaction in that which you do. So, last Tuesday, you may have noticed that a new episode of Contemplative Creative was not published. We're in the midst of making minor format changes, and amongst them is a shift in the release schedule from Tuesday to Friday. We've learned a lot in these past 12 episodes, and we're working to consistently integrate and improve as we go along. One thing that I am happy to announce is that we're releasing a line of household schwag through Society6 for you. We're calling the series Words to Live By and designs will be focused around sayings we believe in over here at Contemplative Creative, and we hope that you will too. The first design is now available, and it is in fact one that I've touched upon in this episode. Quality over quantity in all ways, always.
As I speak this, I'm sipping from a mug with the saying written across it, and now it sits on my desk as a constant reminder when I'm making decisions working at my desk. I encourage you to head over to Society6 and check it out for yourself. There's small prints on there, clocks, tote bags, lots of little handy stuff. It's all things that you'll use in day-to-day life, but with words to live by inscribed on it. The URL is linked on our website, or simply type www.contemplativecreative.com society6, that's the number six by the way, into your nearest browser bar. We've also managed to finagle $10 off your first order over there. You can use it on our store or from any of the artists selling through them. Go to www.contemplativecreative.com society6deal, again the number six, to create your account and save 10 bucks off your first order of $30 or more. A dollar or two from each of your purchases over there will go towards paying for bandwidth and continuing to broadcast contemplative creative to your ears. But the best way to support contemplative creative continues to be helping us spread the word about what we're discussing over here. We want to keep this thing going and growing, but we can't do that without you, the listener. If you enjoy this podcast, please share a link with your friends, and if you don't already, please subscribe wherever you get your podcast to ensure uninterrupted delivery. And if you have a moment, please take the time to leave us a review on iTunes. It helps other people discover us amidst the growing noise on the internet, and we'd really appreciate it. Subscribe, rate, and tell good friends, and everything's going to be okay. And that's it for this week. You can find Contemplative Creative on Instagram and Twitter, where you can stay connected with us in between episodes. Links to everything that we're up to are over at www.contemplativecreative.com. And that's it for now. Thanks for listening. Quality over quantity in all ways, always. Always.